Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome, welcome you. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Aaron. Except it's afternoon here. You? Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it's probably who knows what time it is wherever you are. Oh, uh, uh, speaking of time, I just got a message that says this podcast deceit will not be tolerated anymore, and we have to get the show done in an hour. Start the timer. Yeah, uh, you may have guessed that we're talking about Lower Decks uh, Temporal Edict today. We thought it was going to be a time travel episode when we first saw the title. In fact, I think that should be an, an edict. Don't don't name episodes with things about time in it if it's not time travel in Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> but it is about time, and oh, it no, is an it is. edict. So I'm being they pedantic. got us on that one. Yeah, I mean, Star Trek fans never are like that picky or anything. We do, we don't we don't analyze no. things that deeply. No, 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 not at all. In fact, I honestly, everything just goes right through my brain and out again. And so I have to watch the episode like 10 times to have any memory of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's kind of a forgettable show, like the whole thing. It, you know, it is. Just star something? Like, uh, Wars? No, no, that's not no, right. No, 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 that's not right. Uh, star Fury? No, 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 no. That's tracking. Another one five thing. Walking? What? Um, trekking. Trek. It's Star Trek. Oh. That's that's what it is. Welcome to our bit. <laughs> <laughs> our terrible, terrible bit. Terrible bit, yes. Uh, so, uh, actually, speaking of time travel, I'm wearing my uh, fanset uh, Project TikTok pin from the uh, time tunnel, which because I thought it was going to be a time travel episode originally, and I had my pins all set out, and I was like, mm, okay, well, I'm still going to wear it. Uh, I'm I'm wearing non today because she's hey, going to go into oh. the future anyway, so nice. know, she counts. <laughs> True. I think there's there's a bunch of uh, new ones coming out, and I I believe they teased that there's going to be lower deck pins. Yes, they did tease that soon. So, um, actually, if uh, if you want to get a fan set pin, you can get fifteen percent off from us. Yes. So we have, uh, yeah, we have our own uh, discount code. It is Infinite Trek, all caps, all one word, and it's good for fifteen percent off your order, um, even off of um, gift cards or anything like that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it it works. I tried it. I have I have a set that was <laughs> delivered today. Woo. I went with all ladies again. It's it's funny because it turns out being Jadzia, Janeway, and Giorgio. So I didn't even hey. try for that. It just that's nice. just how it happened. They were next I need on to get my wish list. I got two. I got the ladies of Trek one and I got the regular Jadzia. Oh, they have two so. versions. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, should we dive into our, our uh, episode review for today? You know, I'm just going to wade in from the side. I'm not much of a diver. Oh, okay. I have like little floaties and some fins. And I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, see, that's, that's how I prefer. It's like put me in an inner tube and just let me be. I'll just be over here floating in the non wavy water. Thanks. Yeah. After uh, this heat of the last week, that now I just want to just wrap up the podcast and go into the pool or something. <laughs> yeah. Rub it in that you have a pool, Aaron. Thanks. No, I just... <laughs> and actually, I don't have a pool, although it's technically in our yard. So, um, 
Yes, but you have access to a pool. I have access to one, yes. Therefore, you have a pool. True. Um, yeah. Although the heat has been so much, it was like being in bath water. It was like, mm, this is not comfortable. So yeah, we had 108 it's... one day. Oh, well, guess guess what? Uh, all the smoke from your fires are oh, now yeah. over mm -hmm. me. Yeah, Sorry. covering yeah. the valley. And the problem is, is that we live in a bowl. It's uh -huh. literally like <clears throat> flatland surrounded by mountains. So it's just kind of sitting in there. Looks like I'm the sorry. apocalypse has yeah. happened, you know, just skies completely gray. Mm, I'm sure no this is all fascinating to other people about our weather. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, the coughing is actually coming from the same thing. I, we have mm -hmm. our normal parts per million uh, average, I think, is about 50, 40, 42, 50. It was 223 yesterday, which is really bad. <laughs> it's like, don't bad. leave your home. So yeah, yeah. that's what I heard. So no. it's, uh, so it's we not just, fun for So I hung out and watched Star Trek. Hey, Actually, that's yes. so cool. <laughs> that's I, what I, I would our, do. Yeah, I did our, our uh, we had a group watch along uh, for Outpost 13. So we got everybody caught up to uh, to the show so they can actually jump in and watch with us if they'd like, because we spoil everything at this point. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, yes, we are a show for anybody who's, if you've never used, seen Star Trek, please join us. But at this point, we are several days past the first airing of that this week's Star Trek, new Star Trek. Uh, so we are going to talk about it as if, as if you've seen it. So, yeah, and it, that's so the best way to enjoy it, honestly. It truly, truly is. You can still enjoy things that we talk about, even if you oh, yeah. haven't watched the episode. But as we're going to mostly talk about the episode, it would behoove you to watch that before joining us yes. live. Just saying. <laughs> and you can always I just wanted to say come back. Or yeah, behoove. I wanted to say behoove. It's just fun. Dr. Behoove? Behoove. I'm, I'm going to work <laughs> that into a name. <laughs> I'm a behoovian. There you go. <laughs> I did dress up as the 13th doctor for Fanex, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. Um, that is, uh, yeah, I have not seen the latest uh, season of Doctor Who, and that is on my my summer watch list. Is it because it's a like, lady now? No, I'm kidding. I know that's no, not. it's not because it's, <laughs> it's because I don't know where to find it because I don't have cable or anything like that. So I have to like kind of have to. To check it oh i like this one yeah. um we got a comment in the uh, chat room from see no evil podcast is chancellor behoove <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it that might <laughs> have to be a that. thing <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so this week's episode uh temporal edict uh, we find the crew uh is talking about buffer time which is something that as a freelance designer i have to build into things because i know that if you say, oh, it'll take me X hours, there will be something that client comes up with that makes that completely unrealistic. So you always mm -hmm. get add 20% or more to, to an estimate. Please no client be watching this. And <laughs> then, um, you know, just, just for safety. And so that felt very familiar watching mm -hmm. that. And uh, of course, the captain then finds out about buffer time and is not too pleased about it and puts down the temporal edict that everybody has to get their work done in a prescribed amount of time, which is done by this really cool red countdown timer on everybody's pads. Um, so they, they're all, everybody's rushing around and just completely bleary eyed. And uh, in the meantime, we have Mariner going on an away mission to 
uh, with Jack Ransom to this planet of crystal people or people who worship crystals. Crystals! Uh, to, yes. To, <laughs> to deliver gifts. Oh, yeah, but we forgot to say in the beginning, they were supposed to be going to Cardassia Prime to do a... Uh, a little uh, peace negotiation, a little, mm-hmm. little uh, most important ever peace negotiation. I don't know That's if it was with the Cardassians or if it, I'm assuming no, but I don't know. Yeah, when nobody wants to go to Cardassia Prime. No, <laughs> just creep everybody out. <laughs> Let's so, be fair. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So now they're going to this planet to just basically deliver gifts. Like mm-hmm. here's here's some trinkets. Um, so they get down there and they're presenting the honor crystal and say that we're honored to meet you. And accidentally show a piece of wood, which is from a different culture and from a different uh, set. Everybody's been scrambling so fast to get everything done. It's not getting done well. Uh, And that just basically triggers uh, them to take them captive because they have completely... It's it's a uh, smirch against their, uh, their honor. And it was... It's the... What is it? Oh, no. It's their, their enemies. Their sworn enemies are these wood-loving... What does Shaq's call them? Wood loving freaks. Um, so, yeah. So they are trapped and are required to basically fight Vindor, which is this giant uh, guy in an arena. And we have Mariner and uh, uh, Jack Ransom basically sparring off against each other about who's going to do the fighting. And uh, then he decides to stab her in the foot so she can't do it. Mm. And that's, that's, was, it's funny because it was, it felt expected, but at the same time, it was a little shocking. Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to do something to take her out of yeah. contention, but stabbing her in the foot Not with that. a battle blade, didn't yeah. expect that. Didn't see that yeah. one coming. So, which is interesting because it, it feels like that is a little bit of a growth for his character. At least there was something, he wasn't just this, you know, cardboard pretty boy standing there being mm-hmm. the, first officer um so he he fights vindor basically takes him out doesn't have to it just takes him out with his hands uh, and we'll get to that when we go through the easter eggs we're going to talk about some of each of these scenes uh and it ends with everything being okay oh in the meantime that the crystal uh the people have boarded the ship and are putting graffiti all over uh yep. and yeah so that was because they and, dared show them wood yes what did, what did Boimler say when he was re, he uh, he checked out the uh, graffiti with his pad and it, it translated it into what uh, wood loving root smoochers or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they were really kind of pounding that hard because, uh, and by that I do that was a euphemism because you know <laughs> the. They were freaking out about the wood and screaming, they've got wood, they've got wood, yeah. and yeah, etc. And when uh when Ransom is basically taken out, he has he's knocked in the groin with the wood oh, and yeah. then has a net thrown over him. We get it. We, we I, got uh, it the first time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fr- a freeze frame, like I just I was trying to freeze his um, Riker pose at that point, and I got just the right frame where it's like, oh, that looked really painful. <laughs> so they someone mm-hmm. drew that one frame. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, probably. So. I ho- I hope it was a woman, and she was just giggling the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we talked about this last time too. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Because women don't have that. 
vulnerability. So that's going to be our running gag about like how yep. people getting getting hit in the nether regions is for guys. Yes, well, uh, you don't have to go through childbirth, so true. Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, and and also the captain basically said that they need to repel all of the invaders, but still keep their schedule. So, yeah, not at you, the you repel the borders, but not at the sacrifice of getting your jobs done. Right. So that was great. Um, but they do repel the uh, the invaders. Uh, everything kind of goes back to normal. And uh, Boimler is given the honor of having a rule named after him because they've decided that like sometimes you can't always do your job and you have to you have to do what you can to get done, not necessarily follow the rules. And that's a rule. Uh, so that uh, there's just some, some great, uh, it's just, I don't know, just the, the idea is like, well, it's, it's not like this is a, you know, written in stone or anything like that. Oh, it's on a plaque. You know, it just mm -hmm. hands him a plaque, which is funny because in, you know, that's easily replicated. So I don't know why that was such a surprise, but, um, yeah. and then we've gone to the far, far future where we see a teacher talking about the Boimler effect. And we'll we'll talk about the, the the fun ending of that when we go through the Easter eggs or not really Easter eggs. These are a lot of call that might be an Easter egg, but they're they're a lot more callbacks and sort of references and a lot fewer Easter eggs than last week. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the whole buffer time thing mm -hmm. with any project, anything that has any kind of time constraint, it can go one of two ways. You can do it right or you can do it fast. You usually can't do both. Yep. So I would prefer to have it right. And if it takes a little longer, then it takes a little longer. Because when you just want it fast, you don't have a quality anything. You don't have a quality product or a quality fix or any of those things. Yeah. And, and if it's a project that you have a client, it's also cheap, fast, yeah. and right. So you yeah. get the price in and there as well. It's, it's just not how it works you can have one of those things yeah but at the sacrifice of the other two so mm -hmm. you have to decide what is the most important factor here and of course these time limits are set by people who have no idea how long it takes to do anything and so finding out about buffer time is just like oh well let's cut this down to 60 seconds no yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh yeah it's yeah that was the, the timers were not minute or hours they were definitely counting down seconds but i was actually thinking if you look there's an outside ring too so maybe yeah it, oh there are some that are that yeah. are you know like they're behind 15 minutes now and oh yeah and that's such a that's such a whole thing and you know it was it's been brought up that yes yeah, scotty had buffer time but it wasn't really buffer time it was about making himself look good yeah yeah because if you told them it takes 12 hours and then it's done in eight you look like a miracle worker that mm -hmm. was his thing balana didn't have buffer time at all if it's she said it was going to be tomorrow it was going to be tomorrow jordy didn't have buffer time but here's the thing all three of those people were chief engineers they were the heads of their departments there we go. <laughs> and they uh, they didn't need to exaggerate. They didn't need buffer time. Yeah. And so these are the lower decks people that we're talking about, the people who right. all do all of the jobs nobody else wants to do. So, yeah, let them have their dang buffer time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very much an, a show that 
it's very Star Trek, but it also is from a, a unique perspective that we haven't seen before, except for mm-hmm. like brief little glimpses. So I think it's a, and it's also a story that is really, it fits well for today at the same time, because you have people yes. being worked to death. You've got like the whole uh, idea of Amazon burning their people out to get stuff mm-hmm. done. Uh, yep. Video game companies. I know that's not, but everybody's, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> employment, but I know a lot of people who work in the game industry and. Hey. Yeah, you just get you six months maybe, and Crunch that's time that's is the, bad. Yeah, and then you're burnt out, and you have to go do something else for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah. bad, and they're not getting paid what they should for those crunch times either. And yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I have stories, but I'm not going to share them here because they don't have anything to do with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point is though, it is very it's relevant, and I. It's really classic Star Trek in that sense that we're getting a story that we can relate to and, and that is still science fiction-y and done in a, a in their universe, but mm-hmm. still totally today. So I, yeah. I appreciate that for Lower Decks, where you could have a cartoon that is just goofy the whole time and not have any real messages and still feel Star Trek, but not yeah. that deep. But this this I, th- I like that this hits that. Yeah, and it had its nice balance of real life lessons, but also goofy, like the purge song. Yes, and a put and an urge and a put and an urge and a put. Purge, 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 purge. We're gonna have to have like the greatest hits of of lower deck songs. At some yes, point. the blast yes. shield, the purge song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's one other one, and I can't think of it. But yeah. Um, Oh no, we've got. Then we have the uh, the. Actually, that that takes us to our our first uh, the teaser, which the is great open. because we've been yeah <laughs> we're getting the cold opens that have nothing to do with the rest of the show. So this was all about concerts. <laughs> <laughs> so many concerts. That is our, the so reference. Awkward. You know, just the uh, was it uh, honest trailers did their their trailer of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and they're starring this and that and they're like and concerts concert so many concerts uh but yeah so uh boimler is using a fiddle to <laughs> play songs about his mom um and well, mariner and one the well, next yes. one was going to be about something else but he got his violin broken by shags oh i thought the first i thought they were both about his mother hmm, maybe not i don't i thought the second one was about something else oh maybe Oh, someone in the chat will tell us if we're wrong. Yes. <laughs> so we have to, maybe. <laughs> uh, Klingon drinking song. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. That was, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, thank you for that. Uh, uh, Vonitar82. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always have fun with uh, the the usernames because sometimes you're like, is that really how that's pronounced? Or <laughs> and what's great is when you meet these people in real life and you do not know their names or you just know their 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 handle and you're just like hey vonitar 82 and they're like what <laughs> it's really weird to hear your your twitter handle shouted out to you in real life compared to just being online i had that happen it, a couple times at vegas i just always use brandywine because that was a nickname for me in fact there were some people who just really ran that into the ground and called me every liquor in the book <laughs> oh no like yeah hey tequila i'm like okay oh boy that's not even clever no it's not but that was high school (laughs) it just reminds me of saru in discovery when he's talking about all the different uh 
names that that uh, Tilly had in the alternate universe. And it's like, <laughs> Tilly. It's like, well, that's not even very clever. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yes. So after okay. our cold opening. Oh, wait, um, no, 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 no. no I have a no. bone to pick. I have oh. a bone to pick. Oh, that's right. Yes, we both actually had a kind of a comment about that. Yeah, but this is I, I negated your bone picking <laughs> Yes, I know you did. <laughs> no, okay. My bone picking so, comment got got uh, picked by by Brandy. So yeah, because it it was because I gave you an explanation as to why that would happen, Fine. and I'll talk okay. about that. So okay. uh, we've got Boimler about to do his second song. Mariner and Tendy come in. Tendy's got his little drum set, and Mariner's on electric guitar, and they start playing really, really loudly like hair metal sort of loudly <laughs> and it's reverberating through the ship and it's actually you know gyrating things on the bridge while the captain is talking to a Klingon ship and uh, so if if they can hear it on on the side of the bridge the Klingons can hear it through the view screen that's my explanation right. of why they'd be able to hear that and right. uh, the Klingon says something about what is this bass and I'm like there's no bass there's an electric oh, so guitar. Right. Yeah, there's an electric guitar and there's drums. There was no bass. Why is there bass? You hear bass when you're not looking at Mariner and Tindy, but when you go back to Mariner and Tindy, there's there's no bass, but there is right. when you're not looking at them. And I was like, Also, there shouldn't you... be bass going through the Klingons. No. If you're just hearing the background, you wouldn't be getting a bass with that. It would be very tinny. Yes. And I just, I don't understand where is the base coming from. my my in-universe idea yes i love this i love this say it that the um the resonance frequency of the 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 guitar hit the eps conduits and it resonated out and as it got further and further out it basically reverberated and it caused the the illusion of bass through the through the conduits all throughout the ship and it got yeah. louder as it, it got further it got more like waved got bigger and bigger as it went further out so yeah i i can buy that in star trek but in real life no <laughs> no electric guitar is never going to sound like bass and i know because my husband plays bass <laughs> so i know what bass sounds like that was not what they were playing it's like the partridge family where you're just like wait who's playing that instrument or whatever the, mm -hmm. the, you'll see like tv movie things and just like nope that's uh Oh, and as Dave the Mod said, uh, Mariner isn't even using a bass amplifier. Yep. So. All all of that. And that was something that we noticed the very first time. We're just like, wait a minute. What? No. Yeah. Anyway, that's my yeah. bone to pick. I'm done. Yeah, that's good. Uh, going into uh, our the regular show, we have uh, them running around all talking about... Um, uh, adding the buffer time to their thing, having margaritas, which was great. The the uh, the replicated margaritas, um, and we had uh, Boimler step into the elevator or to the turbo lift, and we had uh, he's he's humming the TNG theme song, yes. which was great. And <laughs> there's never been in Star Trek. Well, okay, there's there was background music at a Christmas party in TOS that was actually the TOS theme. So <laughs> I thought that was like, that's the only thing I could kind of come up with. But there in another franchise, Star franchise, Stargate, was a scene that was very, very similar, which Extremely. was Samantha Carter humming. And that was the both thing we both first thought of when we saw that, um, I think. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we have that little clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna run that real quick. <laughs> yeah, because it's fun. Humming? I am. You are. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. It's so great. Apparently, she originally wanted to hum the theme to MacGyver, but forgot it. <laughs> that would have been yeah i know the theme yeah. yep. i know the theme i know like how did she forget that ah <laughs> uh, so that i i love that that was very i thought that was super clever i just i just like the the in joke and and there's a conversation going on on twitter right now between uh, some of the like Mac, Mike McMahon and Thomas Marone from Star Trek Online that it's sort of uh, the uh, Starfleet, uh, basically like the fight song for for Starfleet Academy. So that's that's what the Next Generation theme is based off of the original, you know, the TMP theme. So, of course, uh, yes. <laughs> so that I I I just thought that was great. Um, yes, I love it. And then we have, uh, as they're going onto the, getting ready to go onto the surface, uh, they are building up, um, or they're they're in the cargo bay, and we get our first uh, Riker lean by uh, Jack. So it's, uh, if you've if you've seen DNG, it's whenever he puts his Riker puts his knee up on something. And from what we know, it's, it's he had a back injury. So this is Jonathan Frakes really just sort of like relieving pressure from his back, uh, mm-hmm. which it just became a thing. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it because it's just now part of the character. It's part of the canon. Oh, yeah. So that and his uh, way of straddling a chair. <laughs> which I'm sure we're going to see eventually. I think that's really cool. I think so. I think so. That's that would be kind of hard to animate effectively, but it can be done. Yeah. So, it can I don't know. Done. I think uh, David Mod says uh, Captain Morgan pose. <laughs> That's true. Yep. It is a bit Captain Morgan. Yeah. They're they're they they're both rum. not captains though. So. Mm, no, that's okay. We it's, could call you just, Rum. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, I've been called that. <laughs> stupid uh so as he's as he's getting ready he's recounting all the things that can go wrong on an away mission uh he what was he he's uh, attacked by sent uh, no, a horned gorilla sentient tar and uh spores that make you hook up with your best friend's girlfriend or best friend's sister so uh those all reference something so we've got mm-hmm. sentient tar which is armis from tng's skin of evil he's the one who who killed tashiar uh Yes, that was the, and he, I don't know. He just, why was he humanoid? I don't know. I guess he was maybe replicating the people that were there. Either that or he was replicating his previous form. Maybe. Did he turn into that when he was on that planet? I don't remember. They're just like, oh, he's pure evil, which apparently is far. There was the skin. He was literally the, the. Evil part of them that these people cast off. He was the culmination of all of that. Yeah. So I'm guessing that Um, that was a humanoid race, which is why he manifests as such. True. And that was made out of what? uh, Baby oil and cornflakes and corn syrup or something like that. I can't remember the. the Oh, there's 
I'm going to guess caro syrup, actually. Caro syrup, yeah. With, oh, yeah, with there was a dye, like, I want to say almost like a Hershey syrup, but it's not Hershey's. But, um, oh, oh, it was India ink or something like that. It was like printer's ink in caro syrup and uh, whatever. There's something else in it. But Jonathan Frakes is like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll get covered. And uh, apparently it was after that, wish that he had not volunteered for that. Should not have. No. Should not have. What they should have done is just make a cast of his head, put it on a a, mm. a stand, and then and just that in and pull it out. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Um. So for the next one, we have uh, the uh, horned gorilla, which is oh, I did not change the foot. It was supposed to be. Um. That is the Mugato, and I forget which episode that's from. Um. So we have that, and then the spores, which is uh. The pod plant from TOS is uh, this side of paradise. It wasn't the sister, but it did make you hook up with people. Mm -hmm. and it got rid of your inhibitions. No, it certainly did for Spock. Yep. <laughs> uh, at, at this point, then we talked about the estimating already. So we have the uh, Balana not estimating, not not pulling. She has no buffer time. Mm -hmm. Do Klingons have buffer time? That's interesting. Probably not. They probably just like if they need more time, they just take it. They drink while they're working, so it's not like they need buffer time. <laughs> That's true. So she's like, they're always drinking. <laughs> they do their best work when they're drunk. True. Yes. Um, I think they do all their work while they're drunk. It's yep. Just... Mm -hmm. uh, the um, when they're on the planet and they talk about the wood worship. Uh, this is it, two things reminded us of the same same part of enterprise uh in the very beginning uh the captain is very upset that they've they've ch canceled the peace talks or moved them to 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 vulcan because she practiced the dance mm -hmm. for that and okay. you said that reminded you of yep that reminds me of that time when archer's dog had insulted the cretassins by peeing on a tree and he had to do this very elaborate ceremony in order to apologize and get back in their good graces. And it was extremely technically, had to technically be yes. perfect. He was looking and, at the pad the whole time. It had like a little kind of the fractal looking design on it. Yeah. And and the, the worst part about it was that the dog actually picked up some kind of bug or virus while on the mm -hmm. surface that he was now dying and yeah. Phlox was trying to save poor little Porthos and Archer spends the night in sickbay because he knows he's not going to be able to go back to his quarters so he just yeah. tries to get some rest in there and everything keeps happening to keep him from getting rest that's like every night of my life so I feel <laughs> we see a Archer. triple in there too yeah I see or I hear see, a triple I, Definitely. There's definitely tribbles in there. Flocks had a lot of creatures in there. A lot of creatures. Yeah. Many that you don't, don't like that episode, but I've never I thought it was kind of cute. I don't know. I enjoyed it and it was is goofy, it was, sure. It was goofy, but it was also, oh, please save the doggy. Please don't <laughs> let the doggy die. I think that might be one of the reasons that people some people don't like it is that it's like it's focused on a dog. Where like they what? don't feel that that's worthy of a of an episode, but I don't know. It's like excuse me, I'm not me. I'm just. It's just a dog. It's never. Maybe just that will a have to dog. be next week's question. <laughs> did you did you like or not like? 
Actually, later in the show, we're, we're going to bring up our question of the week uh, mm -hmm. and then uh, read some of the, the question or the answers that we got from our different various social medias and then go to the chat room and see what people have to say. Yes. So, um, but this is, yeah, I had the, uh, when, when they were showing the piece of wood, I kind of <laughs> thought of the, just the whole pieces that he was cutting up and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes me wonder if maybe the Kratassans are their uh, one of their their enemies, the the Crystal People. Mm, probably, because they seem to be very serious about their trees. Yes, like really serious, like yeah. really. Serious. <laughs> uh, so as uh, when once they're taken captive, and we have um, actually there was something I didn't put in here specifically as a graphic. Uh, when they talk about no one, we live on a spaceship. No one's going to die from a spear wound. There is a very gigantic spear that kills somebody in TOS, which is in the uh, Galileo Seven. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it looks comically large. When I went back and looked at it, I was like, hmm. And uh, well, this is also, like over a hundred years later, so it's fine. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because uh, Mariner mentions like. What is this? One of my Kirk. Is this the 2260s? Because she's <laughs> surrounded by spears. Um, I did try to find a photo of him being surrounded by spears, and I could not find one. I mean, I'm sure mm. that the, the idea happened, but apparently the circle of spears. The only thing I could find was from the animated series, and it was Bem, who was surrounded by literally a circle of spears. Hmm. So I'm going to have to rewatch the entire original series again now. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, darn. <laughs> it's not like it was my first trek or anything. Yeah, I think TOS probably yeah, it had to have been my first. That's what the because TAS wasn't didn't, didn't exist when I was born. Yeah, uh, it, it came out the year I was born. Five five months after I was born. So I was four, I think. So I was yeah. zero. <laughs> <laughs> I was just at that age of like remembering sitting down and watching TV. So I did remember it. I don't think I remembered plot or anything like that. I just had that vague recollection when I was a teenager of like, wait, there was a cartoon Star Trek, wasn't there? <laughs> and then I went back through Starlog magazine. I'm like, oh, there is. So, um, and finding it on any kind of media at that time was not easy. I think I ended up yeah. borrowing a friend's Laserdisc player because that was the first time that they had put an entire collection of anything Star Trek together it was on laserdisc <laughs> of course it was yeah and now i own that laserdisc from dayton ward he had he's like i'm not going to use it so i want to uh use it for getting autographs and stuff like that when i eventually good idea it'd be kind of a fun idea uh mm -hmm. if not it's it's just a, it's got some nice art and stuff on it there <laughs> this is real inside not inside baseball but it's just um in the background there is a round like moon that's green but it looks exactly like a sticker that someone puts on a store for like it's on sale so mm. every time i see that i try to peel it off and it's like no it's it's part of the design <laughs> it's, it's one of those add <laughs> things where it's like it's driving me crazy it's like i want to go photoshop it paint it out and then stick it back on the cover mm -hmm. but, i yeah, get that i, I have I get that. <laughs> it's okay they're good problems um, so well, we have Mariner and, and Ransom fighting. Uh, she is going over her, all of her many scars that she has and what that we've never seen before, because even though we've seen her with like the cut shirt. So it's like, I don't mm -hmm. know where she, it's cartoon. It was so. hidden that the one up here was hidden by her bra strap. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. That works. 
Yeah, because she was she was in just a bra and and pants before and mm-hmm. she, uh, the first episode. Yeah. Um, so even in cartoons, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's very strange. Uh, so she's talking about uh, Megas three, and actually Megas three is where uh, Guinan got her gun that she shot up into the the, in, the ceiling in um, uh, ten forward, which. I'm now thinking back, like, why didn't that do something to the ceiling or the ship? Mm, maybe the ship has safeguards in place for things like that. Maybe. That's true. So that if you were to fire a phaser at, you know, the ceiling or a door or something, you'd have to, like, Sustain. turn off safety protocols. So I'm just guessing. That's my headcanon for it. But, yeah. Yep. She has to break up a bar fight, and what better way to do that than with a badass phaser? Uh, yeah, that was very, very effective. And I just love uh, just the, her an entire Night Terrors episode was actually pretty, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the table one? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I was like, I computer, give me a table. I'm like, it just comes so close right off the bat. I'm like, this is a really good computer. I want this computer to like read my thoughts when I need to, to make a design for something. Just like, here, I'm thinking about this. Make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that that would be something, wouldn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. I, I can see it in my head, but I don't yeah. have the motor capability to make this a reality. So let's just go replicate it. That would have been my answer to last week's question. What uh, implant would you have if you could, could have one? It would be one that would read my thoughts and then export to to design uh, to a photoshop or something like that oh wow that would be amazing and also scary because then i just start thinking of the krell from forbidden planet and how they made their thoughts reality and destroyed oh, yeah. themselves. so yeah but I'm talking just yeah. about like websites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I keep oh, hitting yeah. things. This is gonna sound terrible on the actual audio recording. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and if you're watching live every once in a while, I just bump the thing that just looks like I'm in a small earthquake. So yeah. We are we are professionals. We are. Actually, yeah. we're not, no, we we're not getting are. paid. No, no, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting paid in 15% off of fan sets. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So I guess, yeah, let's call ourselves professionals. It's great. Sure. Uh, the um, the other the thing that she, she got uh, a scar from a, a fight in Scottsdale, which we're assuming <laughs> is Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah, because, you know, Scottsdale because I've been to that part of Arizona is one of those she, she, foo, foo Republican communities yeah. full of Mormons. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and, and I looked up on memory alpha. I'm like, is there any kind of reference to star Trek for Scottsdale? The only thing I find is that the executive producer of lower decks, Heather Caden was born in Scottsdale. So maybe, or maybe it just sounded funny. Maybe it did. Maybe it was just meant to be funny. It might have been improvised yeah. even. Who knows? It's possible. Because she's done done that to she's, a couple, you know, the sentient cave line and all that. So Yeah, well, she is an improviser. She's yes. a very good improviser. Yes. Uh so oh, and, and as they're doing the fu- the fight after they choose, there is the kind of a version of the Amok Time like fight song. 
it's not not exactly the same, but it's like a modern take on it, almost like the way they mm -hmm. did a modern take on the um, Romulan theme in yes, Picard. In Picard, yeah. Uh, and then we we you and I both we we watched this with the the captions, and it did not give us anything besides martial arts grunting. I think mm -hmm. is what it said. Mm -hmm. uh, but it does sound when he's hitting Vindor, like you want to Kirk Spock, Kirk, Kirk Spock. Spock. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. much like the punches because you hear the punch noise as it's happening yeah. too. But it's like Kirk Spock, Kirk Spock. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, there are other people who have agreed. So okay, yeah. so yeah, I we're not in the minority. It's uh, it's definitely I I really do think that that's what he's saying. I really do. Yeah, no, it, it does definitely feel very much like uh, the. That or maybe it's like I'm even thinking it's like with Dayton Ward if it's a reference to if 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 they say that in his Kirk Fu book. Mm. Either way, it's a reference. But yeah. I I mean I'm gonna go back and and watch that scene one more time, but have it on headphones mm. because you can pick up stuff on headphones that you yep. may not pick up on an mm -hmm. actual speaker on a television. And That's confirm. The first time, yeah, the first time when I listened to this, I thought they were saying Malon Prime. Which I'm like, Malon Prime is in the Delta Quadrant. Why would what? Why is that your enemy? And they're the the people who have like all the nuclear waste and, that they dump into space. No, it's Malok Prime. So mm -hmm. similar, but not the same. Uh, and then at the end of the the whole fight thing, when uh, they're like, "Fine, fine, everyone's free. You can all go. We're not going to use the uh, adjudication geode <laughs> to squish people." Which I is love the best the thing. Adjudication, adjudication your, your... geode. Yeah. It's like that's your uh, your online screen name today, Brandy <laughs> Adjudication Gedoed Jackola. How did those two words ever get put together? Never in a million years would I have oh. dreamed of those two things. No, that is I, it's. I love that it's just that specific thing. Too. It just feels like it feels realistic for a Star Trek universe. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like, it's the 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 crystal that legally allows us to smoosh you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, uh, they, it, that's exactly it. Crystals. <laughs> Crystals, yeah. That's <laughs> I love that it's a play on the the uniculture or the monoculture of of Starfleet or Star Trek uh, cultures where it's just one mm -hmm. thing. And this is even more one thing. It's just just crystals. Everything's crystals. Yeah, except Vendor likes to read. Yeah. Well, maybe he, he's the the odd man out. There has to be always, yeah. you know, an exception to the rule. So, uh, my my online name today was Aaron Deck Twenty Six Harvey, and that was the one thing I did forget to go back. Uh, at one point, when Tendy is just totally worn out from trying to make all of these uh, jobs, she's just like, "I have to assist with a surgery in ten minutes, and I don't even remember what deck sick bay's on." And Rutherford's like, "Uh, twenty six. She's like, "What? Do we even have that many?" <laughs> Yeah, I love how she no, comes. No, I don't think so. I love how she comes out. She like is in a, yeah. one of the tubes, and she comes like a zombie. It's like a call back to the first episode with the the, the zombies. Yes. Uh, so, but to me, that it reminded me a lot of in Star Trek Five. Uh, Spock is has his jet boots, and he grabs uh, Kirk and McCoy and flies them through the ship. Uh, one, the decks get higher numbered as he goes up, which is not how Starfleet ships work. 
deck one is the bridge and it goes further and further down. Uh, so lower decks would be like, you know, the low, the lowest, highest number deck. Um, and they had, by the time they were done, 77 decks or something like that on the, on the side of the wall. And we're like, that is not the enterprise. <laughs> it cannot be that many decks. Mm-mm. So that was hilarious, but that's that's what that reminded me of. Like deck twenty seven. Do we even have that many? <laughs> well, you know that that just depends because there's the saucer section, and then there's the bit that goes down the back that has the nacelles, and you know I'm thinking but they're all still those one decks. They, they continue. Too. Yeah, they are, but they're not separate decks. They're still. It's all as if if you had the ship and it's just cut into lines. So mm-hmm. that just continues. Like deck two could only be in one little spot possibly but no no i get that i get that but i'm I'm just saying that decks can go further down than you might think because there's true the lower 77 though 26 77 no yeah i could be 26 enterprise Enterprise d maybe but not maybe not uh no i could maybe see 26 for the cerritos if it was but it wouldn't it wouldn't be on the very bottom of the ship then <laughs> because there'd have to be 25 decks above sick bay mm-hmm. which that does not seem realistic it doesn't make sense it would seem to me like it would be probably in the i don't know would you want it like centrally located so kind of in the middle yeah no i would think so yeah uh so we've got a couple more, and then we're going to go move to our question of the week. Um, we have at the end of, of Vindor uh, uh, talking to the the chancellor or whatever. He's like, you know, they're like, oh, we have to we have to fix this, and he's like, well, we could just have a, a regular trial with a judge and a jury, and he's just like, no, death race, build me a crystal car. <laughs> Which is a reference we think to Death Race 2000, which was a mm-hmm. movie from 1975 starring David Carradine, where uh, hit and run was the national sport. It was like once a year they just cross country race, and it's however many people you can hit or something like that. I can't remember. I did see it in the 80s at some point, but it, it was, was like the purge before the me. purge. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We need to kill off some of the population. Death race. <laughs> and it's very like Roman Coliseum ish. So and like in the very the beginning is in New York and they're in like the death race Coliseum. And it looks very much like they just made futuristic Rome. So that was that was interesting. Uh so when Boimler gets his rule named after him and and Tendy's like, you know, don't worry, no one's gonna remember this rule. So we flash forward to the far future in mm-hmm. a classroom, which to me reminds me a little bit of Broken Bow from Enterprise where they're outside. And like you had mentioned in Serenity as well, it's sort of this outside teaching. Uh, there is a Borg child and Dorian Ferengi human. I don't know if there was another one. I think that was probably Trill. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if one will see this scene in, in Discovery since they're in the far future. <laughs> probably not, but it'd be interesting. I like to see like the live action version of this. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uh, so they bring up a giant statue of Brad Boimler, <laughs> the most, what is it? The, uh, the laziest, the laziest cutter, corner cutting officer in Starfleet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he has on his shoulder or his arm, the great bird of the galaxy or a great bird of the galaxy. But mm-hmm. the great bird of the galaxy is also Robert Jutzman's nickname for Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek. So that was a nice little nod to that. And also 
it came out the day of his birthday. So that was a nice little. Wow. Yeah. That was very nice. I mean, they they weren't planning on releasing Lower Decks before season three of Discovery. So that timing ended up being a nice coincidence. Yeah. Is it a coincidence or is Mm. it? Maybe it was just always meant to be this way. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. It's that. something to do with, I don't know. It's, oh, it's the, no, that's, no, never mind. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to think of, well, it's also <laughs> referencing something that hasn't happened yet. So I don't want to do mm. that either. Um, yep. It's Q. Q has just. There we go. Q's the answer I to think, everything. Yep. <laughs> Anything weird that happens, it's Q. But Brad Boimler, while while important, is not the most important person in Starfleet. That would be Chief Miles O'Brien. Chief Miles (laughs) O'Brien. Where we see a giant statue of him uh, at the transporter pad from uh, TNG. Because you can even see his uniform is the season one, I think, TNG sort of look to it um, with the piping. Uh, But I think this is also maybe a reference to Chief O'Brien at work, the webcomic. It feels like a little bit where he's just always sitting there waiting for something because he's just there in the in the transporter room. Yeah, so. which is why it was really good that he went to Deep Space Nine because his character really came into his own on that show. And here's the funny thing. Okay, so three weeks ago, when mm-hmm. I was recording episode two of the Vedic Assembly with Nick and Liam, my buddies, we were trying to decide after that recording what we were going to do for the next episode. And we voted that we were going to do a character study and we couldn't decide which one to do. So we listed all of the main characters and then did let Siri do the picking. Siri oh. picked Miles O'Brien. Nice. <laughs> so the timing <laughs> and we recorded that <laughs> yeah we recorded that last week and then yeah it'll be coming out on thursday <laughs> that's very for see it's just a week of coincidences uh how did siri pick your how does that work well basically i numbered all of the people and then oh, i cho- okay. asked siri to choose a number Got between it. one and yep. such which is always how i do random choosing now is just use siri you can actually today. actually to roll a 20-sided die too yeah, I could do that, but I didn't have a 20-sided di- die on me at the time. No, no, no. Siri so. will do that as well. Oh. You can say, you can ask Siri, like, roll a 20-sided die, and it will I tell you. I didn't. I didn't. Which is hilarious. That. I did it by accident, like, as a joke. I'm like, that's never going to be in there. Oh, it is. So we used that to like, decide where we were going to go next when we were after a show once. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Usually, uh, I use that to, if I'm just in the mood to do a random Star Trek episode, I'll do that because that's the way Bruce Gibson does it, is he will yeah. number every, all the series has a number, each of the movies, etc. And then he has Siri pick a number between one and whatever, and then breaks nice. it down to what season, breaks it down to which episode. So, yeah. Uh, before we move on to the question of the week, is there anything... You want to uh, wrap up story wise or any kind of like I for me, it felt like it wasn't quite on par with the last two episodes. It was good, but it was not maybe I don't know. It It's also more accessible, I think, for people who are not Star mm-hmm. Trek fans. It was more general humor, which is great. Um, but for me, it was like, nah, OK, it was all right. Um, I think there was yeah. some room for Jack to be developed that wasn't taken necessarily. Well, we still got more than what we had had before because he has abilities and, you know, he has skills Mm -hmm. and he really is ripped under that uniform. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then there was that weird sexual tension between him and Mariner. I love oh. Mariner going, no, no, you are not into this. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> then at the end, like the same thing happens with him. Yeah. She's as she's being drugged off and like, I will bathe in your blood. <laughs> yeah, she actually said she would dance in her his blood. Like okay. Yeah. I would so. dance in your blood. <laughs> that was a, I love that like, effect. That's, that's kind of hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is why she will not get reported. Mm -hmm. Because they both have something on each other. Because I, I heard yeah. that with somebody who's just like, she should just be like, you know, I'm like, well, one, she just had her sleeves rolled up. That was her big change that mm -hmm. is not a big deal uh he actually stabbed her <laughs> which is mm -hmm. not a good thing but it does feel yeah. something that would happen like on star trek i could see kirk doing that to spock or something like that to stop him from from fighting where he wanted to save his yeah. friend or something well the the thing is though stab, is that but... all all she did was not roll down her sleeves whereas he stabbed her she wasn't going to tattle on him but he still had her thrown in the brig yeah and that That's... doesn't he hasn't learned yet that that doesn't work on her mm -mm. And she, she she's not, they, yeah, she's not kidding when she says the brig is her favorite place. She yeah. loves the brig. She, I think they said that in episode one or something like that. It's mm -hmm. like, throw her in the brig. It's like, no, she likes that. Like, we're not going to do that. Mm -mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, overall, I think it was great uh, as far as in this, in the universe and stuff. It was a lot of fun, but I don't know. I just, I, I liked Envoys quite a bit. So that's, I think so far still my favorite episode. Yeah, I'm not usually one to pick favorites, but if you yeah. I, we're in episode three of ten, and if you're yeah. going to rank them, one's going to be at the top, yeah. one's going to be at the bottom. And so True. me saying that I liked the other two better doesn't mean that I didn't like this one a lot. No. And in fact, it has improved for me on repeated viewings mm -hmm. and probably will continue to do so. I have to yeah, I admit that like the the by the third time I had rewatched it just for taking screenshots and stuff, I was like, Oh, I, I found, I loved all the, the, just the time stuff, just running around the mm -hmm. ships and just all the things that went wrong and the, the acid that would open <laughs> cut the, through the floor. And it was like, ah. but that feels yeah. so familiar. Like at any workplace where they like, you need to speak, speed things up. And it's like, yeah. And then everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it was nice to see Boimler in his element. The last two yeah. episodes, he has been completely at sea. And here he's just, you know, in his element, getting things done sooner than than he's been allotted and asking for more work. So I think that that uh, that worked out really well. Well, and he does save the day because he has he talks to the captain and says, look, not everyone is a Boimler. Yeah. People need time off. They're, mm -hmm. you know, only human, except for that and... Benzite in tactical and <laughs> some Vulcans and an Orion. And <laughs> <laughs> Etc. That is a fun. I like that because we have more than once heard somebody say, "Is like you know, being human is just like you mean like sentient." I think more than anything, but mm -hmm. I always chalk that up to the universal translator. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we our question for the week actually relates to to uh, buffer time, and let me pull it up here. Uh, it's always fun to be on the air and doing tech at the same time. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, where is our question of the week? Maybe I did not put it in here. I can, I can. Oh, no, there it is. Sorry about that. Uh, so the question of the week is, what would you do on board the Cerritos with your buffer time? Yeah. Or you buffer oh. time, as I put it, which I'm going to edit that. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a hair in my mouth. 
Okay. Sorry about that. You can edit that out of the audio podcast, but yes. Have you ever felt a hair live? Get to see all these great, amazing like outtakes. Hair in the mouth, misspelling. Fantastic. It's really distracting, (laughs) and I just thought I can I can either keep being distracted or I can just pull this freaking hair out of my mouth. So I pulled it out of my mouth. Uh, so we had, we did ask this question on, uh, Twitter and in the, uh, uh, Camp Kittimer, which is the, uh, online Facebook, uh, chat place for, chat place group for, for Facebook, the chat place. Hey, it's a chat It's that time of the show and all of my language just leaves me. Uh, (laughs) Bye-bye. Uh, oh, and, and if you, speaking of chat, if you would like to chat with other people, uh, through Appos 13, we have a discord server. So hop on over there. We have some, you know, we, we do, uh, movie watch alongs. We are chat about each show. So each show has their own, uh, kind of sub channel, I guess. And it's just a lot of fun. A lot of memes sharing, (laughs) which is just, it's, uh, so a lot of creative conversation and it's, it's a nice change of pace from the internet as a whole. When uh-huh. you have some some interesting uh, trolls, yeah, I love trick memes so much. Yes, yeah. trolls suck, um, yeah. and it takes and it takes way too much energy to be a troll. I mean, they must be just terribly unhappy people. So, you know. Okay, so uh, let me really quickly. We've got some of the uh, the questions from. Uh, the answers from some of the, the other places. And in the meantime, chat room, if you'd like to join us and, and tell us what you would do aboard this Ritos with your buffer time, we would appreciate it. And you can always message us after the fact, if you're listening to this on audio, we'd still love to hear it because the, some of these answers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're, I, I'm going to leave the, what my favorite for last, but um, we have uh Hauk Fisher said he would do the uh, Mariner all nude Olympic training facility program. Yes. I, sure, me too. <laughs> and me. Uh, that kind of relates to, uh, I will only, uh, uh, Casey uh, Shafsky, I will only answer that question if the bunks have a privacy shield. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. There's a surprising number of people who said nap. Mm. It was like, there was like four or five people who were just like, I take the best nap ever. So I, I'm, I guess the people are a little tired. You know, I don't nap well. If I don't have like a couple hours set aside, then I'm not going to bother taking a nap because I it takes me 15, 20 minutes just to get to sleep, even when I'm dead tired. So yeah, I'm not a good napper. Wouldn't well, be my first choice. Really good buffer time. Then you would have the time. Well, I would I would like to believe that in the future there is, you know, some way to correct my sleep disorder yeah, so that I could just go to sleep. In which case, nap might be a good one. Uh, like the they did that for the for Deanna Troy when she had that sound running through her head, and they basically knock her out. It was some sort of REM inducing sleep machine mm. that they glued on her head with, with like a sticky. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that was called. Uh, we have Mickey Gunter who says, "Computer, one edible cannabis brownie." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like synthopot. <laughs> Get rid of the uh, the feeling of it. <laughs> Which still would not be available in Utah, unfortunately. No, actually, it's getting slightly better here, but not much. 
Uh, Ken Bird said, I would use my buffer time on the holodeck to play Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, James Young said, I would make some hot banana bread. So hot, banana. hot banana. Hot banana. Bread. Oh, no. Banana. Hot. Banana. Hot. Banana. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah. William said, I would take the best nap. The best nap mm -hmm. ever. So um, we had... Uh, Devin Cope said, study Vulcan philosophy. So that's uh, there's a couple of people who are very much into doing like, there was some people reading technical manuals or a lot of there's like catch up on your studies kind of a thing. Uh, and Dan Gunther, our mutual friend uh, said, record and edit a podcast about life aboard the Cerritos. That seems to be what is eating up all of my free time lately anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Yes. Dan Gunther is a mutual podcaster friend of ours who is very busy doing uh, Positively Trek and The Unready Room, which Brandy is on, on Friday nights on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and just a bunch of stuff. And it's just, he's he's super busy. Uh, Patrick Carlin is go-to concerts on the holodeck. Concerts. concerts. So many, so many concerts. concerts. Now I have to put them on the holodeck. They're just overflowing. Mm -hmm. uh, Jenna in uh, the Infinite Trek group said, knit myself some non-regulation socks. You can't replicate hand spun and grabbing coffee. Uh, but my, I think my favorite overall is Twitter, which was uh, practice Klingon ventriloquism from Robert Hill. Mm. Okay, so... Oh, he's actually, in, I think he's in the, in the chat. That's Vonitar82, I believe. So... Klingon ventriloquism. I don't know what what Klingon ventriloquism that Klingon ventriloquism is, but I want to see it. Mm -hmm. Just a lot yes. of screaming without your mouth moving. I guess I don't know, or or throwing your voice because that's <laughs> Th throwing your voice. your bat left without touching it. <laughs> <laughs> voice controlled bat left. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> It's like a like a boomerang, like a batarang or something from. Oh, that would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, so, is any no, it looks like we don't really have any responses in the chat room. But uh, so, yeah, what would you do with your buffer time? Oh, there are so many choices. Uh, nap might be one of them. Sometimes uh, I would probably uh, just want to do some larping. Because I mm. really love D and D, and with the holodeck, you can just oh, yeah. live that. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm like I don't want to say holodeck because that's an easy one, but I guess if if we were going in the holodeck, I've always wanted to see the 1939 New York World's Fair, which I know is a weird thing, but it's no. sort of what they thought the future would be like. It's almost like a Captain Proton kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, but just it's it's Disneyland combined with Epcot in the thirties. And I just think that would be a really fun time. And I would adjust it. So the humidity is not what New York humidity would be like. And just like, Nope, weather has changed. I guess mm -hmm. the day that it opened up, it was very similar to Disneyland in the sense that it was too hot and things hadn't set yet. And so people were sticking to the tar and yeah. Hey. Yeah. I actually have tickets to the 1939 New York world's fair. So if I ever go back in time, I can pull out my tickets. <laughs> Ah, we have uh, McCready. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it was a gift from somebody. They were actually pretty cool. Uh, McCready uh, 13 says, run no win holodeck training simulations. <laughs> Kobayashi Maru's everywhere you look. 
that feels very uh i don't know it's like self-defeating <laughs> they're always no win maybe sometimes you just have to remind yourself that you can be defeated to ground yourself in reality i'm making yeah. this way more philosophical than it probably is <laughs> <laughs> uh well i i think with my also my free time uh i would just do our podcast and and have it ready and then have it holodeck and then it could just run and then we could be sleeping right now so we get the nap and the and the, <laughs> the holodeck at the same time what? i know that is perfect or if it if they're you know i think the holodeck probably could could create our banter well enough in in the 24th century could figure it out figure it out and just generate an episode based off of us there you go uh computer yeah <laughs> generate infinite trek episode four moist <laughs> vessel <laughs> that's the next episode next week actually yeah. moist uh, yeah. that would be uh, i wish our episodes actually matched we're, we're episode four but we reviewed episode three so yeah. next week will be episode five it'll be episode four but it's fine i know it's uh it's, in the meantime like, um where can we find you like we talked about like you were doing the vedic assembly and ready room so i i assume that we have like just a plethora of places that we can we can locate you yes uh you will be able to find <laughs> uh the vedic assembly and my other podcast with my friend suzanne called boldly go a star trek strange new worlds podcast on hollow sweet media at hollowsweetmedia.com and I do a podcast with my husband called the Dark Corner Podcast, which we talk about nerd stuff all the time from a darker perspective because we're gothy people. And <laughs> I also do a solo podcast called Head Cannon, which is just a big, weird walk through my brain and my fandoms. Uh, and there is, I mentioned the other two, there's also a third podcast, and I'm going to drop that news here. Oh, uh, we're recording our first episode today, so it's not out yet, but it will also be found on Hollow Sweet Media. It is called What the Future Holds, a Star Trek Discovery Podcast. Coming I have literally soon. run out of room to put onto your, <laughs> your thing. It will have to be two separate uh notice now. It'll um yeah. Because this I had like two characters left in the banner for this. Mm -hmm. We might have to just uh, abbreviate your your podcast. That's okay. TVA is fine for the Vedic Assembly. BG oh, okay. is fine for Boldly Go. You know, just shrink We're it. We're all about like the the uh, kind of the acronyms anyway. Not acronyms, but abbreviations. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you can find me uh, at Geek Filter on Twitter and Instagram. And tomorrow, you can actually find me on Facebook on the left field media it's, it's the rose city comic-con uh we're going to be doing a panel i'll put this up of now we're all covered up uh <laughs> star trek the animated series history myths and canon so it's uh, it's live august 23rd which is sunday at two o'clock p.m uh pacific and it is with uh we got we got so a woman at warp we got we, we got nice. Satan Ward <laughs> I don't know why yeah. suddenly I'm in a Brooklyn accent uh, so we have uh, and unfortunately Rich had a family emergency so he will not be joining us but that was my uh, yeah he's uh, but I'm gonna I get some notes from him so we can kind of cover what he wanted to talk about uh, but yeah so it's it's gonna be a fun Rose City Comic Con is something that happened after i moved away from the portland area so it's kind of cool that i get to virtually be part of this and we're talking about the book that uh, you can actually see in the background there which is star trek the official guide to the animated series and we're going to talk about all the the fun things that have been uh 
the, the history of how it was made, some of the things that you think you might know, but tends to be not true, maybe necessarily. Mm. Uh, and then all the different uh, little canon nuggets, which we now have two more from from uh, Lower Decks, which I'm hoping that we get a, a reprint at some point because I want to go back and just at least put in, you know, the, the, the picture of the, uh, the Vendorian. I think that would be great. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then nice. we could... And, and there are places that we, uh, unfortunately, Eric's and Emra or um, Mares have not as much artwork. I'm sure that I think it was the people that just took it when they they left their work, mm. so it isn't out in the world as much. Uh, so it'd be cool to add in uh, a picture of another uh, Edosian from Lower Decks. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, next week, like we said, we're going to be back for uh, Moist Vessel, which I'm sure people are just going to love that title. I know some people who just hate that word moist. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. The, <laughs> the kind of words that bother me are the ones that people shorten in a way that makes no sense, like calling inspiration inspo. Please, no, oh. stop doing that. Stop doing that. When I went to USC, they had a discretionary card, which is where you got you put money on it for food or whatever. And it was discretion, and that just drove me bonkers. It just it it's ah. coming from Washington State. I also had not yet adjusted to kind of the California sl- and using like, which I apparently now do all the time anyway, uh, which I tried very very hard not to do. But it's it's difficult when you are in a culture not to pick up those different cues but i will not say discretion i'm sorry no and i'm not ever going to say totes my goats except for right now so <laughs> i don't know uh-uh no don't do that Mm-mm. all right well live long and prosper everyone we will see you next week and have a good evening or day Bye. or morning bye <laughs> Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.